0: That, with that expression where we burn for the Lord and, uh, and uh, none of us are uh, in any danger of burning out for the Lord. Uh, we don't do enough uh, and can never do enough really to repay Him for all that He's done for us and, uh, and even as we sang a little while ago, we need to work for the night is coming and uh, when man works no more. Second uh, Timothy in chapter number 4 is where we're going to find our text uh, today and it's in keeping actually with uh, the choir song that we sang. Uh, This morning, in fact, when we were practicing it uh, this last week, and I say, I'm going to be preaching on that same passage. And uh, in last Wednesday, I was in chapter number four and and really touched on. Uh, I think one of the messages, as I've been preaching on Wednesday night about discouragement, depression, and uh, from Asaph, uh, his psalm in uh, Psalm 77, uh, I took a a part from verse number five. This is not our text, but by way of introduction. In verse five of chapter number four, the Bible says, But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of evangelists, and make full proof of thy ministry. And Paul, uh, this is the very last letter uh, that he wrote, uh, last epistle. Uh, that he wrote before uh, uh, he was taken uh, home uh, to the Lord uh, and, uh, and it's important stuff and it 's filled with a lot of great things it 's a pastoral epistle first and second Timothy as well as the book of Titus. Uh, but we read uh, in the previous chapter that all scripture is, is profitable and I 'll read that here uh, in a moment there's application to be made, even though Paul is speaking to uh, his preacher boy, Timothy, uh, who uh, becomes the, the pastor at the Church of Ephesus. Um, this, there's stuff in here for us. Uh, everybody understand that? Say amen. It's the yeah. Word of God. It's profitable for that. Uh, but uh, I said I was going to be adopting this mantra from verse number 5. Uh, whether things are good or whether things are bad, whether you're happy, whether you're sad. Uh, as a pastor, uh, really, you know, to, be, to watch in all things. That means to keep our head. Uh, and uh, to be sober, uh, to have our mind uh, on uh, the right things, our affections set on the right things. And uh, the battle is in the mind. Uh, usually that's the, battle, the battleground uh, that we struggle with. Uh, and, and so he tells Timothy to watch in all things. Keep your head uh, and endure afflictions. Uh, in a previous chapter, in chapter number two, uh, he told Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, and, uh, and we just need to endure. And So uh, I, I like to say, you know, suck it up, buttercup, you know, uh, is the expression. And that's usually the counsel I'd get from some of my preacher friends. Like, hey, how are you doing? Uh, not doing too good. Well, suck it up, buttercup, uh, and uh, endure afflictions, endure it as a good soldier. That means to not complain. That means to not uh, to uh, be, uh, you know, uh, concerned about the affairs of this life and to please him who hath called us to be a good soldier. So to keep our head and to endure. And then it says also to do the work of an evangelist. That means to be a soul winner. That means to spread the gospel, which is an application that we're going to make here for all of us from this passage when we read our text here in a minute. And then make full proof of thy ministry. He tells Timothy basically to faithfully discharge the duties of your ministry. Uh, so whether uh, false teachers come, as he talks about uh, those who uh, heap to themselves uh, teachers having itching ears, uh, whether, uh, whether God is blessed, whether He has not uh, to keep these four things. And so we talked about that uh, in our Wednesday service uh, just recently and do want to encourage you to come uh, for uh, the midweek Bible study Uh, to help us but um, in chapter number three uh, he says this in verse number 16 all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness why Uh, that the man of God may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works so God expects in fact we are his workmanship created unto Christ Jesus unto good works uh, and God intends that we are born again, we're saved, and we're saved to serve. And He gives us the Word of God that we might be perfected through that two good works. That's His goal. Uh, and uh, works is not what gets us to heaven. Uh, works is what we do because we are saved. Uh, and He says all Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, is profitable. I uh, like what somebody said years ago when I heard it. Uh, it says that it's profitable for doctrine uh, to teach us what is right. Uh, it's profitable uh, for, uh, for reproof, uh, to tell us what is not right. Uh, it is profitable for correction, uh, means how to get it right, uh, and it is profitable or for instruction and in righteousness, how to keep it right. And that's always stuck with me. Uh, so all of the Bible, not written to us, but all the Bible written for us and is profitable. So Paul, instructing by a letter from prison to his preacher boy Timothy, instructing him Uh, In his pastoral duties, there are the truths that he has set forth in this passage are for all of us to instruct all of us in how to walk with God Uh, and uh, and so there are applications to be made which we will do. I'd like to invite you to stand as we read our text from chapter number four and we're going to read just the first four verses uh, today and I may be in this passage tonight uh, as well uh, but uh, this morning certainly uh, for sure. Uh, the Bible says in verse number 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word be instant in season out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the reading of your word. I pray that you bless the preaching of it today. Help us from it. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Um, <clears throat> Paul, uh, writing a warning uh, you know, to the church, he said this, that the time's going to come uh, when people aren't going to put up uh, or endure uh, sound doctrine. And I really believe that we are uh, in that time. Uh, we know that as we look at dispensations and church ages and uh, the churches in the book of Revelation, we believe we're in the, or we teach that we're in this Laodicean uh, church age where we're, we've just left our first love. Um, church, for, for in many respects, for people, uh, had to become just a thing that people do in their calendar. Uh, they come to church uh, wanting to be uh, entertained and uh, and But that's not what church is all about. And I don't want to get bogged down in what church is and what it's for, but he's in instructing Timothy on how he uh, is supposed to be in a day and time, even first century church, where people, uh, the Bible says that, uh, that they've crept in, false teachers crept in unawares, there was false doctrine, there was the Gnostics and just all the different... Uh, religious groups that had come in and not only that but the people themselves being saved by grace uh, were struggling uh, with balancing out the religion that they had known for all that time uh, with this new faith that we have in Jesus Christ. So many of Paul's letters uh, were dealing with those types of struggles Uh, and 2nd Timothy is uh, the same as that. And so he says, I charge thee before uh, God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the witnesses of this and this charge that he has given, and he's given him instruction uh, in what to do. How do you combat uh, this issue and this problem? Uh, So the time then, uh, there were people that were heaping to themselves teachers saying that they have itching ears, not the teachers that have itching ears, but the people. Uh, and, And that word itching Uh, is it means simply means to itch to rub to scratch or to tickle (laughs) all right to tickle one's ears to tickle one's ears uh, is to desire as I said this I said this this morning on Facebook I said this is a church where you're going to come and you're going to hear message you're going to get messages not massages all right and uh, you just change one letter and it changes the whole thing so you get messages uh, and not massages. Buddy thought it would be a great idea to get massages during the messages, <laughs> and I said to work that out with Aaron. Uh, and uh, and but the um, uh, it is not my job or my responsibility uh, to to tickle people's ears. All right, uh, that's just not the case. And uh, sermons that do that that charm, you know, rather than challenge, that entertain rather than edify, that please. Uh, rather than preach the word, are not things that we're supposed to do. And Paul's telling Timothy that, but it's an instruction uh, to me as well uh, as a pastor. Itching ears uh, is a figure of speech that refers to uh, people's desires and uh, their felt needs or their wants. Uh, There was a term uh, that uh, churchianity kind of put uh, on that type of an individual, uh, in a couple, a few years ago now, uh, and it was called this: the seeker-sensitive movement. Seeker-sensitive uh, churches wanted to find out. And now this is different. Like I've asked you uh, uh, in my Sunday school class, as we're finishing up the Book of Acts. I've said, "Hey, I like some recommendations. What some? What are some books of the Bible thus far?" I've had James and Revelation uh, have been the ones that have been given to me. Uh, it's not. I'm not. I'm not seeking uh, to. It's not a seeker-sensitive question. Uh, it's just that was just a simple like, hey, where do you want to go? Uh, what could be helpful in the class? But, uh, but there is basically uh, a movement uh, that really deals with um, what do people want? What do we want to give them? And they would cater their whole uh, programs based on the needs and desires or the felt wants of people. And from that, uh, we have had we have a religion or a faith in Christianity uh, that is just it's just based on self and, uh, and a lot of the books by you know uh, Christian authors and you know in particular, and I, and I even use that term uh, you know lightly, uh, deal with you know, how to be a better you and, and on and on and on. Uh, and and that has been the focus. What do the pe- what do the people need? Now, I, I want to temper that with saying as a pastor, as a shepherd of a local church, of a flock, um, I do look at and I consider in uh, sermon preparation and direction from God um, what, what our church needs in, in a particular moment. But I also know that if I don't focus on what the church necessarily needs as God directs me to preach, that God feeds us through His Word. So if, I, if I'm preaching through a book in the Bible uh, and, uh, and you are concerned about, um, you know, we need more messages on soul winning or we need more messages on this or that, um, God takes care of all of that as we preach the Word of God. So Paul to Timothy says there's, there's a time that will come when people aren't going to endure sound doctrine. And the remedy for that, uh, the first one that he says, is to preach the Word of God, uh, biblical uh, truth. Uh, itching ears only want preachers to, uh, you know, it's like in Jeremiah where, uh, where they, they, the teachers would say, peace, peace, when there is no peace. It's, it's we want we want ministers today to uh, to make us feel good uh, about ourselves. In fact, I'm going to make a statement here in a little bit um, that, um, it, that's a scriptural statement because it's, it's right here uh, in the Bible. Uh, but I remember someone saying to me uh, at one point, and it's happened a couple of times. And they said, uh, "Pastorino, um, when you preach, you make me feel guilty." Okay. And um, and what they're what they're what they're saying is is that I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't make them feel guilty. Now modern uh, post you know uh, modern churches today um, have a real big problem uh, you know with uh, with preaching on sin and and, and things like that. Uh, but guilt is to us spiritually what pain is to us physically. And there are times that we feel guilty because we are guilty. But what they were trying to explain is like my preaching or a style of preaching or whatever. Uh, and I'm not a fire and brimstone preacher and, uh, and all of that. But the, you know, you shouldn't, people shouldn't come and feel guilty. All right. And, uh, and, and every time I hear that, it just, it makes me shudder. And by the way, it's your responsibility uh, to discern whether the Holy Spirit of God is bringing conviction to your heart and that the guilt you feel through the preaching of God's word or the Holy Spirit nudging you, you have to be able to discern if it's the Holy Spirit or not. And, and there are things, and by the way, when, when it's me um, laying, laying it on you, almost every time I do that, I say, I'm laying it on thick right now. In, in the actual sermon itself, I'm admitting to the fact that I'm going overboard to lay these things upon you because it's important. Uh, but we'll find here in a second it's not only it's it's biblical. It is it is our responsibility uh, to uh, to do uh, that very thing. So where there is a demand for something, itching ears, uh, the suppliers are not far away. And so Paul says that you know uh, you know there was a great number of teachers who were heaping. Uh, people heaping to themselves teachers uh, because they had itching ears. They wanted their ears to be tickled. They wanted, uh, they wanted uh, uh, for, for the pastor to uh, to scratch their itch uh, and, uh, and, to, and to tell them what they wanted to hear and not just preach the word. And so Paul told Timothy, here's what you do. You preach. You preach the Bible uh, and, uh, and not issues and we can make application with the issues of today uh, but we we ev- the evidence today that there are itching ears uh, the popular messages uh, the health and uh, you know God wants his children to be healthy and wealthy and content uh, in this world and, and all the things that people say fresh ideas growing idea days all this uh, it's there's Bible says there's nothing new under the sun Amen. nothing new uh, and uh, what we've got to do, the word of God is just as relevant today as it has ever been. Uh, and we're supposed to preach the Bible, preach biblical truth. That's what we preach. If you, if, but there are a lot of places you go. In fact, I had someone um, just recently uh, who visited our church. Says we went and visited this other church and they had like, a, like an hour of, of worship music uh, and like tw- 20, 30 minutes of, uh, of a message. Uh, and what they were saying it was, it was empty. Uh, and, uh, and we, we go to church to worship God. It's a worship service, and we worship Him in singing, and we worship Him in praying, and we worship Him in giving. We, we worship, And by the way, we worship Him with things that He wants uh, to receive and worship from us. Uh, it's not about us. It's not about us you know, feeling good uh, about what we're doing to the Lord. Uh, and uh, in fact, uh, there are things that the Bible says that the prayers of the wicked are an abomination. So, so they're all around the world today. There are people praising God and praying to God who are lost and they're not saved. And God does not receive it. He says that those prayers are abominable to Him, uh, and and that's God. And so, uh, you know, I wish everybody could pray and just God just listened and liked it or whatever? Uh, but uh, but God in His Word, and we've got to preach that. And uh, and maybe that you've heard that. That was the first time you heard that. Uh, just today. But that is the word of God and we have to preach biblical truth. Uh, and, uh, but many of the followers of Jesus, in fact, even complained. At one point, uh, his disciples, not Jesus complained, his disciples said, uh, you know, uh, this is a hard teaching. In John chapter number six, uh, when he was talking about uh, his body in, in, in blood. Uh, and like, this is, this, is a, this is a hard saying. Uh, who can accept it? And, and it said, and from that day, there are people that stopped following. There are people that left the Lord and didn't follow him. And then they said, you know, Jesus said, you know, are you going to leave also? And like, who, who do we have to go to? Uh, and uh, and we, we referenced that even recently uh, in one of the uh, messages uh, uh, on Wednesday, on Wednesday night. So the church's remedy for those who have itching ears, uh, is found in this passage of Scripture. Preach the word. But he says, be instant, in season, and out of season. That word instant simply means to be ready. Uh, in season, out of season, whether it's convenient, whether it's inconvenient. Um, be ready. In fact, elsewhere in the Bible, he says, be ready always to give an answer of the reason, the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We're to be, as a pastor, I'm supposed to be ready to preach, uh, to preach the word of God uh, at, uh, at, any, at any time. Uh, as a good soldier, prepared. You, you see all those analogies in Second Timothy. Uh, ready uh, in, in, ready to go uh, at just a, a short notice uh, and to preach. But then he uses several words. And I've, I've referenced this in the past with a message from Brother Swanky and how he would say, you know, preaching is three parts negative, two parts negative, one part positive. Uh, and he would use this passage of Scripture to explain that. Uh, but I think they're all positive uh, to, to that. So he says, preach. That's the remedy. Uh, in a time where people are heaping to themselves preachers who are telling them what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. Uh, I was telling that somebody last night. I said, I'm telling you what, basically what you need to hear. And it's not pleasant. Truth sometimes is not a pleasant thing. Uh, biblical truth, facts from God. They, the Bible says the word of God is like a two-edged sword. Uh, there are many times where the word of God just cuts to the quick, and it is unpleasant. And it's unpleasant in our Bible study, in our in our personal devotions. It is unpleasant in a corporate church setting, like what we're doing now, when the word of God is preached. But if the word of God cuts you, don't ask for less cutting. Don't ask for you know you making me you making me feel guilty, Pastor, when you preach when you preach uh, the Bible. Well, praise the Lord. We would say um, that's when, you know, our toes are being stepped on. Uh, but instead of, you know, um, it's, it, it, whatever the problem is, whatever you're feeling guilty about, do something about it. Repent. Um, change. Make a decision. Be proactive about it. Obey the word of God uh, and, and, and do. It isn't that, well, you know what the remedy is for most people? I'm just going to go somewhere where, where I don't have to hear that. And, uh, and, they, and so they'll find a pastor who will tickle their ear uh, and who gives massages instead of messages. Uh, and uh, and they, just feel, they just feel good and they can go to church and feel good about themselves. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and that uh, is a, a recipe uh, for disaster. So he says, uh, again, the time's going to come when they'll not endure sound doctrine, but heap to themselves teachers and shall turn away their ears from the truth. Uh, and the Bible says also uh, that they sure shall be turned unto fables. Uh, so that is, um, you know, fiction. Uh, they, they turn from truth to fiction. Tonight I might preach on this uh, and, and point out the things that they turn from truth uh, and, uh, to fiction. Um, there are churches all around the world. For example, one of the fictions, uh, not, to, not to preach tonight's message, but a fiction that people turn from truth, they find a place where the pastor says, you know what? You're accepted in the beloved. And so you don't have to live acceptably. You're already accepted. That is a fiction. But you can find churches all across our city, uh, in state and world, really, uh, who will teach that. And so, so when somebody says, I don't like feeling guilty, or you make me feel guilty, uh, they, they, want, they find a place where the pastor preaches that you're no longer under, and you aren't, you're no longer under condemnation in Christ Jesus. You're accepted in the beloved, but he says we're supposed to walk worthy. And to endure hardness as a good soldier, to, uh, to please the Lord. And so they, they leave and, and forsake the truth. And then they find a teacher, a preacher, who will tickle their ears and tell them, you know what, you don't need a, God doesn't care about what you do. Um, you're already accepted. Because they think and feel, which is another fiction, that Bible churches and preachers are preaching that you've got to do all these things to get to heaven. That's not what they're preaching. Um, but, uh, but that's how they uh, will explain it away. So he uses a couple other words. He says, not just preach the word in season and out of season to be ready. And, uh, and I will explain why that is important for you and not just me uh, in, in a moment. But he, he says, reprove. You know that word reprove means to show to be guilty? That's what it means. And so, and again, it's not just the preacher that is to do this. We're supposed to exhort one another and, and, uh, and admonish one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Not only are we singing to the Lord in worship as we sing out of our hymnal, we're singing the truth of God's word and we are, we are admonishing one another. We are ministering to each other. Uh, as we sing the songs, the, we are to not forsake the assembly of ourselves together, but to, we're supposed to provoke one another unto love and, and good works. The Bible says when, when we're in a time where people are heaping to themselves teachers having itching ears that were to preach the word of God and we're, to, and were to rebuke, and that means to prove or to show to be guilty. So when somebody says, Pastor, when you preach, you make me feel guilty. I'm going like, yes. Why? Because that's my, that's my job. My job is to preach the word of God and to, and to reprove uh, the congregation. We know that, uh, you know, we take Psalm 23. And, and I love the messages that Brother Calvin Allen preached and, and how it's, those are verses to live by, not just to die by. And, uh, but it says, you know, uh, to our shepherd or about our shepherd, it says, thy, st- thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Uh, and uh, that cudgel, that little, that rod, that in uh, the staff, both of them. We, as a child of God, the chastening of the Lord uh, is a blessing because it shows that God loves us and cares for us. Uh, and, uh, and He tells us as parents, if we spare the rod, uh, if we don't, if we do not discipline our children, that is showing a lack of love uh, for them. So when God chastens us, it is always, uh, it's always corrective. Uh, and the goal is to bring us closer to Him and uh, to make us better. It's not to drive us away. Uh, but reprove uh, is, uh, is the word uh, that God uh, gave Paul uh, under inspiration to tell Timothy. Uh, and so he says, preach the word. Uh, and then also uh, he says to reprove, to show or to be, to show to be guilty. Then he uses the word rebuke. So it is our responsibility to preach the word as a pastor. um, Again, uh, you know, uh, I'm not. uh, You you didn't come here for me to to tickle your ears, and uh, because I'm not playing, Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I'm always gonna be somebody who preaches the Bible. Uh, and, and gives it to you as straightforward as I can uh, and uh, for you to do with it as the Holy Spirit of God directs you and we give an invitation at the end of the service for you to do that very thing but what our goal is for you to take that away from here and to live for God and, uh, and, uh, and some of that's from the preaching of the Bible and it's from reproving and so uh, you ought to be thankful, uh, I feel <laughs> that uh, you are in a church uh, that preaches the Bible uh, that you're in a church uh, where you come that and, and, you're, and you're made to feel guilty. It's not a bad thing. Um, it, is an, it is an indication uh, in your spirit and in your conscience that something's amiss, that something needs to be fixed. That's why I said guilt to us spiritually is what pain is to us physically. Uh, when, when you have physical pain, you don't ignore that. Um, it, uh, it's like it's a symptom, it's, it shows that something uh, is. is uh, out of joint, or, uh, or something is, is injured in some way, uh, pain, uh, it, is, it is good. Um, there are people uh, that, that, you know, it's a difficult thing. They live their life. They have no pain sensation. And it's a dangerous thing uh, for them to, to live that way. You think, man, that'd be great to not feel pain. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, you, you break stuff and hurt yourself and, and don't even know you're doing it. And uh, so, uh, if uh, if you feel guilty, um, if you feel guilty about me telling you that you need to feel guilty, I mean, I'm not even talking about a specific sin. Uh, but uh, but if it's like you know what, it, it, then then that is a good sign uh, that God is at work uh, in your heart and mind. But that word rebuke means to to admonish or warn forcefully, uh, or, or, or as to express. And strong disapproval to admonish or to warn, force. So it's not only just, you know, what you say makes me feel guilty, but there's a part in it as well where where there's rebuke, and that's to admo- it's to forcefully admonish. Uh, it's like, you know, I love it. Maybe maybe this isn't your cup of tea. And by the way, uh, there are um, uh, people today, uh, you know, Christians who they they mock. Uh, make fun of they, there's websites and podcasts and you know uh, pages or whatever um, that there are preachers who are admonishing who are rebuking congregations and preaching and forcefully preaching truth uh, and calling things out and they're like that is abuse. That is that is terrible. Um, who'd want to come to church and uh, and to and to get beat up like that? And they and but here's the thing. The Word of God, it, 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 God exhorts us to rebuke and to reprove. And so to not do that would be in disobedience to God, uh, the Word of God, uh, by soft-soaping things and, and do it. So he says... Reproved, approved, to show guilty, to admonish or warn forcefully, strong disapproval, Uh, and uh, and so that there's there's nothing wrong. There's biblical command for preachers to get in pulpits uh, and uh, and to light people up. And I love it. I love I love camp meeting preachers. I like I like to get down and get in your face and uh, and uh, and I I enjoy. I'm not that kind of a preacher. I don't I don't do that. If I was to start screaming and hollering and preaching really loud, it would be put on. That's just not me. Uh, But I I certainly enjoy hearing it. Um, And uh, you know and 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 by the way, we've had people like we'd have guest speakers who are that way, you know. And some man I love it. And then I've had people come up and go like, boy, I'm glad you're not like him. You know and uh but here's but here's the thing um to forcefully to rebuke sin and, re, and to and to preach truth and and to show strong disapproval for uh for the things that are against god um that is something that uh that will help people and by the way we're we're encouraged really just to double down on all of that uh and and not you know well that's not what the people want um but we're but if you're in a church that, or you go to a church, you attend a church that—that's kind of the sentiment. Um, that is a—that is not uh, a biblical, sound, doctrinal church. All right, reprove, rebuke. Here's the positive one: to exhort. It means to earnestly support or to in, or, or um, encourage a response or action. All right, let me say that again: to exhort means to earnestly support or encourage a response. A response or action, exhortation, edification, um, lifting up is encouraging people. Hey, um, you know, man, you need to be in church, and been missing you at church, man. You just really need to come. Well, you know, um, I just got this, and then you rebuke, and you say, "Well, that's not right." God needs to be important to you. Well, we can't do that. We're so worried about offending each other that it offends God because we 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 disobey the direct commands of God, uh, and, we, and we put the comfort, now I'm all for hospitality and, uh, and whatever, you come here, you're going to get a swag bag and uh, you know, a comfortable seat and, uh, and a cup of coffee and whatever, and we're going to love you and encourage you and, and all that, but, uh, but we, can't, we can't exalt the comfort of, of, of churchgoers at the, at the diminishing of uh, the word of God. Um, And uh, and it it is, is, we are in the last days and we really, really, really need to double down on the truth of God's word, exhorting earnestly support or encourage to response or action. You say, okay, this is great pastor, but this is Paul uh, preaching to his preacher boy and giving him instruction and I am not a preacher boy. Uh, But that word that we read in here about preaching uh, has the, the idea with proclaiming God's word. By the way, um, it's not, this is Paul speaking to Timothy, who they, at that, they didn't do church uh, in, a, in, in most places in a formal setting like we do with a pulpit uh, and people sitting in congregations. And in fact, I was surprised today. And, 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 and again, I didn't watch anybody, you know, what you bring in here or what, whatever and uh, just don't spill it. Uh, but there was a, a pastor who has been really kind of pushing um, progressive things or whatever, but brought up a question is like, he was questioning whether we should have coffee in the sanctuary or not. Uh, and, uh, and his point was about how we're supposed to worship him with reverence and humility or whatever. And so here's a guy who's gone full circle, and now he's questioning uh, you know, whether or not we should, you know, people basically come to church today in their pajamas uh, and uh, and they bring snacks, and uh, are you follow me? Uh, and it's 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 different. It's not that's not what God intended, and uh, and again it's it's fiction. There's all kinds of fiction. God doesn't care about this, and God doesn't care about that. Uh, and when the Bible expressly says that He does, and and but we're so worried about you know. Um, we're going to turn people away and turn visitors away or turn whatever. And, and again, I want people to come here. I want them to enjoy coming here. Uh, I want them to see that it's a, a, a church family and it's a place that they're welcome. Uh, but it also needs to, they also need to understand that I'm going to go and I'm going to hear the truth. And the pastor is going to preach the Bible. And he's going to reprove, rebuke, uh, and exhort. Because that's what God has told him to do. But again, uh, that's Paul uh, to uh, to Timothy. But it is all of our responsibility. It is your responsibility to be ready to give an answer, to preach the gospel to people. We're 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 ready. Like you know, um, we see something on the news cycle that uh, that lights us up a little bit. Man, we're ready. If I just you know, or you ever say this to somebody, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Because because we're we are we are ready uh, and and posted up and as soon as somebody says something, man, we uh, you know uh, we're just going to go ahead and and hit them uh, just hard and fast. Uh, and uh, one of one of my Bible college professors uh, was a little shorter than I. Uh, one of the kids today were coming up; they thought they were taller than me. I told them, "You need to aim higher. Uh, I am I'm not the standard. I'm not the standard for tall." Uh, and it's like you know. Well, anyways. Uh, he said, he said, when somebody said, and I said, I was like, hair, teeth, and eyeballs coming at him. And uh, he said, I'm ready. I'm just ready to go. And by the way, we need to, uh, we're good soldiers. We're soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we, all the analogies, we're in a battle, all of that. We need to, uh, we're salt and light. Uh, we need to speak up and, 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 and be uh, Christian and faithful and not hypocrites. All that what it is, but it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility to preach the gospel to people. Um, and, and, it's, and it's not just for preachers or pastors or evangelists and missionaries. Um, you need to be ready, instant in season and out of season to share the gospel, to preach the word, to preach biblical truth, to give people, to re, re, reprove, rebuke, and exhort one another. God tells us to do that. And uh, so I want to encourage you today um, with these words from the you know Bible, I when I think of, I get so frustrated uh, at all of the the changes that Christianity is doing, and um, in fact somebody told me yesterday uh, they said you know that I've I've mellowed, oh, you know over the years I've I've mellowed, uh, and, uh, and 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 I don't I don't know that I necessarily have I think that. Uh, with age and time, and you know, water under the bridge, or whatever, I might handle things differently, or maybe try to have more wisdom, you know, in a decision, or um, or pick and choose battles perhaps uh, with a little more, you know, foresight or whatever, or uh, to, I'm a little, maybe I'm a little more loving today than I have been in the past. I don't know, but here, but I, but I don't want, I don't want to change. I don't want anybody to look at. Me, as a pastor, as a preacher of the Bible, uh, and for one second feel like I've watered it down uh, and somehow, you know, um, uh, just don't want to fight. I've had pastors tell me it broke my heart. They say, Br- Brother Bob, you know, I just, you know, I fought that fight, you know, for all these years and it's just, it's just I just don't want to fight it anymore. Um, God wants us to be faithful. Uh, and, uh, but these this is advice to you, not just me, or not just Timothy, but to all of us. Uh, and it is the remedy for what we are seeing uh, all around the world today in churches, uh, where you've got false teachers coming in. And, um, you know, I, what was it the one I, the other day? Um, I it was Kenneth Copeland, or one of the health ones, uh, who, you know, the, the, basically the wealth and prosperity and all this kind of stuff, uh, and um, and it was an article about like all their health problems. Uh, you know, you get in a pulp and preach. If if God, if you love God, then you're you're going to be healthy, and, and you just you know you just got to claim health and, uh, and whatever. And it's just like it like it go, you know it goes away. Uh, we we do we do something similar when we ask God to bless uh, cake to the nourishment of our bodies, uh, like it turns into carrots on the way down or something. <laughs> Uh, and you know, name it, claim it, or whatever. Uh, and so, can't get too, we can't get too you know upset with the charismatics uh, when we when we do a little bit of that. But my point is this: the more that that becomes prevalent, the more we need to stick to what the Word of God says. Amen. And um, and it's not just you know, instead of saying pastor, I just don't you know, you know, when you preach, you make me feel guilty. Um, you need to you need to make other people feel guilty you need to you need to call them on their behavior and what they're doing somebody that you love and care for that they know they're supposed to go to church um, then call them on it and just say you know what you know you got to be in church well i just you know you know i i just work and it's opportunity for overtime to say you can you know can't trust the lord So, you just take it into your own hands? You think God would, and and just say, well, no, I can't do that. They're not going to like me. (laughs) Well, um, you know, I don't know what to tell you because God says we're supposed to do these four things. And uh, and, and, now I'm, you know, uh, and to be proactive about it. So, I'm saying to myself, as I'm preaching this to myself, as much as uh, those things frustrate me, uh, and, uh, and all the, the churches and the pastors and the different things, and and, uh, and uh, But instead of just focusing on what they're not doing or what they should, uh, then we need to, we need to focus on what we're doing here, and to preach more of the Bible, uh, and uh, and don't hold any punches and don't soft soap stuff and uh, and uh, and use so much like sugarcoat things, uh, and uh, so you know uh, it makes the medicine go down. Um, but it's just—I mean, you know, you know, you—you know—most of the time, the stuff that tastes really terrible is the stuff that's helping you the most. I mean, we know that as just human nature, you know—the stuff that's stuff that's you know um, good for you. Oftentimes, doesn't taste really good. But we need more of it, not less of it. So if if preaching here makes you uncomfortable, um, just ask yourself why. So why is it, why am I uncomfortable? Why am I feeling guilty? Instead of getting mad at the preacher or the guest speaker or the missionary evangelist, whoever's preaching, um, just take inventory. And and it's like, okay, well, man, they got my number today. You know? And um, I, I love it when people come and say, Pastor, you know, um, you must be, you know, spying on us or something, you know. It's like it just hits home. And I've got, you know. And to be honest, there's like, there, have been, there have been times, many times in preaching where I'm laying out my message and I'm speaking on a, on a topic or in a, a portion of scripture, and I feel, man, this would really help so-and-so. And then so-and-so is not there. And so, like, I know, uh, like, even this, even this last week when I was preaching, I said, I, call, I, I got a hold of somebody and said, man, you, you need to be in church today for this message. And, um, and so I'm not saying that that isn't ever a part of it. Uh, and, and, by the way, it, it's just, um, I, I like that because it just shows the Holy Spirit. Because I'm not even thinking about them or what's going on in their life. But God takes the word of God and does what he does. Uh, and, it is, and it is so good. So what do we do? We preach the word. We approve, rebuke. We exhort, by the way, with all long suffering, with meekness and fear. I'm not talking about being mean you know, mean and nasty and whatever. Uh, it's some humility and fear and speaking the truth in what? Love, um, having our speech all the way with grace, seasoned with salt, not pour salt in the wounds, but making, you know, preaching the word of God, making it uh, palatable in that way. And it's not getting in the way of what the word of God is saying, but preach the word, like the song that we sung in the choir. Uh, and, and it's what we need, but you need to do it. It's not just me. Um, in sharing the gospel, in using every opportunity that you can, being ready. Somebody comes to you it's like, man, I'm just struggling. Well, let me tell you about my Savior. You know, uh, th- hey, things are going great. Isn't God good? Uh, and just using every opportunity and being ready to be instant, in season, out of season, when it's convenient or not convenient, uh, but to share the gospel with people. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, um, you can take it as of the Lord. Uh, that you're here uh, in our services. If the Holy Spirit of God brought conviction to your heart about not being saved, the, the, the only thing you should do is obey the Spirit's leading uh, in the invitation to exhort. I'm exhorting you, to earnest, I'm earnestly supporting you and uh, encouraging you to respond or to act in whatever way the Holy Spirit of God leads and directs you today. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. and.